What is up, guys? I have some breaking news information that I really want to share with you. And I didn't get a chance to tell you when I first started the podcast. Dude, Jay-Z is my dad. Yes, Sean Carter is my freaking dad. Like, it's crazy. Like, I didn't even know that. He's my dad. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> but he did influence me. And I'm pretty sure he influenced plenty of us in this generation and generations to come let's find out about that and how the culture influences us every day on the i speak for the city podcast with a toy sheree all right hit you back after the bristle baby smooches peace what is good lolly fam and you're like, what the heck is a lolly? That's you guys. <laughs> I'm tripping hard. Tripping harder than a crack. <laughs> but anyway, what's good? I'm back at it like a crack addict on a craftmatic. And I'm super excited more than Camels to be talking to you today in episode number 88 of the I Speak for the City podcast. Get what? You're talking to me, your girl Latoya Shari. And in this podcast, Man, I'm going to tell you some interesting things that you didn't even know about me. Dude, Jay-Z is my freaking dad. Yeah, he is my dad. <laughs> well, not literally, not literally. But what I mean by that is Jay-Z, Sean Carter, my guy, my dude, who happens to somehow look like a younger version of my biological father. I don't know how, but he does. Maybe that's why I love him so much subconsciously. I never met my biological father, but last year when I seen a picture of him, I'm like, damn, my dad looks a little like Jay-Z. As a matter of fact, a lot. Odd. But anyway, the reason why I call Jay-Z my dad, my hip-hop dad, is because, let's be honest, Jay-Z raised a lot of us. He raised a lot of us. His lyrics... And all his songs were literally the blueprint, the blueprint, wink, wink, for us to become better people. If you've grown up in hip hop, you know who Jay-Z is. I was born in 1986. So like my brother said, technically, I'm a 90s baby. And with me being a child of that era, I know what it is to really understand hip-hop. I remember times where I got the Jay-Z album and I would go visit fam in Hollywood, Florida, and I would have my Walkman with my headphones on, you know what I'm saying, during Christmas time because I got a new CD player or something. And I remember my Aunt Jackie being like, yo, she always had them headphones on. she just be bobbing her head. And it was true, like, but the thing was, it was more, and it is more, than music to me. It fed me power. It gave me encouragement. It gave me support and motivation. It allowed me to see that no matter where you start from, no matter how humble your beginnings are, you can make it and become somebody great. And what I knew that I was witnessing when I was listening to Jay-Z as he was growing and growing, I saw I was with. I was listening to and witnessing a legend in the making. 
let's face it, Jay-Z came into the hip-hop game already with money. You know, already hustling, already grinding. It was in him. It was embedded in him because he had that Brooklyn mentality. Gloria Carter raised him right. I'm not even going to lie to you. She did. She did her thug dizzle. And when I listen to the songs, when I listen to each and every song from Meet the Parents to Presidents to uh, Change Clothes to Dirt Off Your Shoulders, even now with 444 and OJ, I literally become in-depthly in tune to his songs. I mean, I was listening to the Earn Your Leisure podcast. You know, I've been listening to it for a minute now. Like, as soon as I found out about it, I was like, yo, I got to listen to this. And within the first episode, they're mentioning quotes from Jay-Z. Do you know how important Jay-Z is to those who are going to be successful? Big. When you see somebody who came from nothing who came from the boroughs, who came from up north, which is very big for me because, number one, I'm from Jersey. My uh, my biological mother is from Brooklyn. My adoptive father is from Brooklyn. You know, my my biological father is from Newark. It's always been embedded in me to be this hard, tough person. But to understand that you got to switch your swag up and be able to know what it is to to get on your grind grizzly all the time and so when i see jay-z not only talking about the hood not only saying yo that he would do anything for his mother you know what i'm saying not only telling us to meet telling us about his life and his parents and his father and meet the parents but actually really going in depth to how you could make it out the hood literally in each album he talks about you know what i'm saying assets over liabilities he talks about keep your accolades give me the money like come on son like you don't get that from from a lot of a lot of hip hop artists if you're not listening Trust me, there's a lot of things in hip-hop that people dismiss because they're only listening to the beat and the words, and they're not hearing the beat and hearing the words. I am an African. It is part of us as African-Americans to, to, to be in one in tune with the heartbeat of the melody. The bass is the heartbeat, and I feel so deeply in tune. And with my name, my mother gave me the right name. Latoya Shari, Victorious Song God. I am so indefinitely in tuned with the beats and the melodies of the song. I learn from this. It gives me literal superpowers listening to the songs. I am not just listening to the music. I am psychoanalyzing the songs. I am listening to the words that they're saying. I'm understanding that rap means rhythm and poetry. And they're saying the deepest depths of their soul within this music i know this and when i listen to jay-z when i listen to the last album when i listen to all of his albums over his collective career including the blueprint including the blueprint too including the black album i realize that this man has given us a father figure remember the lyric put his face 
Put my face on his body. Don't wait for nobody. You have to really understand that when you don't have that father figure in your life, I don't care if it's because they passed away. Sorry to hear that. I don't care if it's because they left you. Sorry to hear that. I don't care if it's because you may not have a male figure household. You may be born with with uh two um women as your as your parents, you know, two mothers. That's dope as hell. I respect that. But you do miss out on that male influence. And when you needed that, when you needed that, when maybe your uncle wasn't giving you the the positive uh, reinforcement that you needed to, to 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 adjust to life, when you had negativity all in your ear, when you thought that your voice was only negative, but really it was people projecting their insecurities onto you, so you could be as weak and as inferior as they are because now they have succumbed to the world. And they have become consumed and went instead of becoming a part of the earth, they become the mantle and have melted in. When you become that and you don't listen to your voice and your dreams, your ambitions, your goals, guess who steps in? Jay-Z. Anything. Guess who steps in? Nas. I can. Guess who steps in? Tyler Kweli. Guess who's the, these are the voices of my generation and even the hip hop voices of the past or when hip hop, I mean, if, if you listen to, if you listen to, uh, there's a documentary on Netflix, um, and it's, oh God, I can't remember what it's called, but it's about hip hop and its origins. In the beginning of it, which I'm going to watch it again because it's so dope. I'm about to watch it after this. It really speaks on the fact that hip-hop has always been there. It's always been there from day one. I'm going to take a short bristle and I'm going to talk to you basically about why hip-hop has always been there. And Jay-Z is the father of hip-hop for me. After the bristle, baby. Yeah, so you're back. So why why is this hip-hop documentary saying hip-hop has always been there well i mean basically think about it think about Linkston hughes think about scatting from elephants gerald think about the jazz i mean the hip-hop that we have today and jazz and the comedy albums that came out back then from red fox Think about how people always did punchlines and puns. Think about how we've always had a deep in tuneness with the heartbeat and the melody and how that means so much to hip hop as we know it today. It means so much. It, it's so colossally in, in tuned and infused within the fibers and the structure of hip hop. As we know it today and will always be. You can't get anywhere without knowing your history. Everything happens for a reason. And everything is a an equation or an equal of what the predecessor has given them. And what I mean, what I mean by that, let me allow me to allow me to reintroduce this topic again. <laughs> everything 
is involved with the ability to learn from the one that came before. You are simply the thing that happened because this happened before and that happened before that and that happened before that and that happened before that. So much had to happen just for you to get there. And that's the same for anything, including hip hop. So much had to happen for Roxanne Shantae to be here. So much had to happen for Queen Latifah to be here, for MC Light, for Charlie Baltimore, for Foxy Brown, for Jay-Z, for Nas, for Run DMC, for Eminem, for Beastie Boys. So much had to happen for the Sugar Hill Gang to be there, for Will Smith. Believe it or not, people don't know this. Some people don't know that Will Smith was a rapper. Look up, kids don't understand. He wasn't just an actor. He wasn't just on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You know what I'm saying? So much had to happen for Jay-Z to be there. And I think a person who is on that Michael Scott theory, adapt, react, then adapt again, you have that ability to adapt. And you have that ability to allow your surroundings not to influence you, but for you to influence your surroundings. You see what's happening. You get in tune with it and then you adjust it to make it work for you. And that's how important Jay-Z is to the hip hop community. I mean, Jay-Z literally fathered all the kids in the 90s. When you didn't have a dad and you were like, yo, I need that. When you're looking for that, when you're looking for that, when you're looking for something, you go find it. You go find it. Some people find it in a negative way. Some people join gangs. And 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 believe it or not, gangs weren't based on, you know, originally being negative for the community. They were based on trying to improve the community. But then negativity came in. And I think that's the thing about Jay-Z and hip-hop. Jay-Z was basically trying to create a positive space for the people who felt like you know initially he was just doing it to grind get his money on but as he came up he saw it an opportunity for us to make it out you can be in your own psychological ghetto dead ass if you don't find a way to make it out of your, I can't, I won't, this happened, my father wasn't here, my mother wasn't here, you know, I was going through this as a child, this happened, she cheated on me, this person lied, you will not make it. The grind is not for you. Unless you go to find it. Sometimes it won't be watching a television show or going to church or listening to a song. It may be just watching Jay-Z articulate himself so very effortlessly so very profoundly in one of his interviews it may be listening to him it may be listening to somebody else it may be listening to a Sade but whatever it is you have to go for it and I think for me with Jay-Z I was able to hear that voice that I was missing 
the voice that I wanted to hear. You know, I was, you know, when I found out I was adopted, it really played on me. But it was already enough issues like moving from Jersey to Florida when I was 14. My adoptive father passing away, moving around different people whom I didn't connect with as well as I would have liked to. And I moved into a situation where, you know, I had two mother figures and no father. And even though I was blessed, there were some bad issues that happened some trials and tribulations. I was depressed. I was depressed. And what kept my sanity was listening to Jay-Z. Was realizing that it was a light at the end of the tunnel. I remember taking an econ class in high school and not being as involved with it as I would have liked to, but really having a passion for it in the end. Because some of the things that they were talking about were investing. And that was something that Jay-Z was talking about. And I remember learning some of the terminology like CDs, which are certificates of deposit. Like learning about interest and learning about the stock market and learning about investing in real estate. Through listening and watching videos that Jay-Z did. Learning that the value of money is not just a piece of paper that can get you in the door to buy something at the store. But learning the value of money is granting yourself more value. You could trade money without even having the paper. The value of money is the ability to position yourself to be more successful. That's what it is. It's not about Having It's not about having the paper, per se. It's about having more value. To allow yourself to do things that you wouldn't have been able to do without it. To help your communities. To invest in things. To have businesses. To have a great notoriety. And I, and I learned that through all the actions that Jay-Z took. It takes. I learned how important it is to keep your family together. Like, I remember issues that me and my spouse went through. And we went through the same type of issues. And we really talked about it, worked it out. Because in the end of the day, the truth is, just like Jay-Z says, Nobody wins when the family feuds. Like, nobody wins. What's better than one billionaire, too? You know what I'm saying? When you know that you have a vision and you know how important it is to have a stable home for yourself and your children, it allows you to double intake. You know, I know that this is all about Jay-Z, but I'm going to go right back to Kevin Gates real quick. (laughs) I know you're like, God. Dang, we tired of hearing about Kevin Gates. So, (laughs) nah, but seriously, I remember in this interview, Kevin Gates was talking about how the most important thing to him was having a family and how now with his wife, Drika, and his son and his daughter, he's able to have that thing that he couldn't have as a kid. And honestly, 
that's how I feel now. Because when you come up in a broken home, you can either repeat the cycle and continue it to be a tradition in your family. Or you can fix it. You know, it, it, it's, it's so important to understand how it is to fix it. It doesn't matter what you don't know. Go find a way to learn it. Like when I look at Cardi being offset, they have what you would like to call a non-traditional family. Cardi B and Offset have a baby together and then Offset has several other children. But guess what? Respectfully, and this is one of the reasons why I respect Cardi B. This is one of the reasons why I think she is freaking dope. Not only is she about that money, not only is she about her husband, not only is she about her family, not only is she able to tell her tell her truth, her story. I got real excited, you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but nah, um, she definitely embraced her stepkids, her kids. Those are her kids. And why that resonated with me so deep is because I've been with my spouse for over eight years. And we've had... <sighs> We've had zero kids together, but he embraces my kids like he literally was a part of that. He knows that their biological fathers are still their fathers. We talk about this. But he's able to be that fatherly role for them. My son, huh? <laughs> Nazir is <laughs> so much like my spouse like he's so he's so, it's it's ridiculous like you would have thought that that boy was was from his looms okay okay you thought you would have thought that was his fruit of his looms and my daughter oh my god that's his baby that is his fudging baby that i <laughs> i remember one time he got he found out that a little boy threatened her now she's eight at the time she was seven little boy threatened to kill her because he got mad about something and he and, and then now my, my spouse works an hour and some change away from from where we live you know i'm a substitute teacher at that that day i was actually off do you know this man drove all the way down here to pick his daughter up from school early and and i credit that to him knowing her for her whole entire life. You know, I learned so much from him and I learned so much from listening to Jay-Z and from Kevin Gates and from Cardi B and Offset and Nas and Nipsey Hussle and all these hip hop artists. And I think that we don't give hip hop the credit it is due for being like the textbook the for, for the culture. We think it's just the culture because of the clothes and the slang and the dances. Bruh, it, if you really listen, yo, you're getting real, actual, invaluable information for your everyday life. <laughs> I hit you with the Lori Beth. <laughs> nah. <laughs> but seriously, you're getting real information that you need. Seriously. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Nicki Minaj taught me how to come up there with the sassiness. You know what I'm saying? And and to really represent yourself for who you are. 
because not a lot of hip hop artists who are females can trigger, can tune into that pop genre like Nicki Minaj. You either straight hardcore hip hop or you pop. But Nicki was able to do both. And that taught me, because I'm from Jersey, because I grew up in different elements and I'm able to adapt. Literally a chameleon, able to customize my thing to wherever I go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it taught me that I was I was normal. Like, I know all the backfire that Nicki Minaj got for being herself. But she still did it anyway. And she, she you know, she went through real issues within that album. But it taught me, yo, be yourself. Like, it don't matter what these other people are trying to make you be. And that's how much I've learned from hip-hop. That's how much I've learned from Jay-Z. That's how much I've learned from the culture. I'm so thankful for, for, for growing up in this in this life, in this time, in this era. Because I've seen so many beautiful things happen. Like, Queen Latifah makes me proud of being from Newark. You know what I'm saying? Like, Fetty Wap makes me proud of being from Newark. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 Joe Button makes me proud of being from Jersey. You know, I just, I feel this strangely secure serenity when I, when I listen to hip hop. And I'm so thankful to these artists. You know, I'm so thankful for the, for the, for the, for the things they did. Cause it allowed me to to see more things, to listen to more things. You know, these are the Lena Horns and the Duke Ellington Ellingtons of our time. Think about how important the movement of Public Enemy was, or how much Luke had to go through to produce his music, or how respected Snoop Dogg is to the point where he's everybody's uncle. Like this man is literally everybody's uncle. <laughs> Uncle Snoop. You know what I'm saying? My son, who is 14, calls him Uncle Snoop. And we ain't never met this man. <laughs> but it's so important. Hip-hop is so important to the culture. And, and their movement is so important because it allows you to know that no matter where you come from, you can get it out the mud. You can speak for your city. You can be in your happy place and have carpe diem. You can see the day. So I'm going to take a short brizzle. And then I'm going to come back with my closing thoughts. All right. Brizzle, baby. What is good, my lolly fam? Listen, I am so glad that you guys have listened. I would like you for you to like my podcast if that's even possible on Spotify I don't know or iTunes but I definitely would like for you to subscribe to my podcast or follow it I also would like for you to share it with your friends Instagram Twitter YouTube I don't know figure out a way to get out the word please also follow me on Instagram at I am Latoya Follow me on Twitter at Toy Shari. Follow me on TikTok at I am Latoya Shari. And you can also follow me on Flitcher at I am Latoya Shari. 
I also came out with a new blog post yesterday. Three, actually, I hit you with a triple threat. Triple threat. So you can um check out that blog. I'll get you that information in the next episode, my lolly fam. Thank you so much. Um, I want you guys to know um that I appreciate you once more. And that my quick synopsis of this um episode is no, Jay-Z is not my biological father, nor is he my adoptive father, but he is my hip-hop father who I turn to, and I definitely put his face on the body of people who have drawn into that negative light and tried to put me in there too. And I've gotten so much positive influence from him and other hip-hop artists who have taught me how to be business-minded and how to understand that. Having a passion is dope, but you always got to be business minded and take control of what you're doing at some point so you can be the master of your own destiny. Own your own masters. Control your life. You know what I'm saying? Seize the day. All right. That's what I've learned so much. And I hope that you guys will do the same. Um, As far as what I really need you to take away, you guys, is... Get influenced, get inspired, take a lesson from everything and everyone because life is so precious. And if you don't keep your eyes and your ears open, you will miss it all. And all the lessons that could put you in the position that you need to be in will slowly fade if you don't keep your eyes and ears open. Remember, you guys, if you love what you have, you've everything that you need until next time you guys signing off toy sheree i love you guys i always will smooches peace